Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. I'm Dale Archdeacon, my co-host Brian Curtis, and I are back again to kick some knowledge or at least our own opinions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah information's one thing. Uh, we all have opinions for sure. <laughs> Brian so, just identified, but... Brian just identified that he's going to play a call that didn't go the way he wanted it to. And he is taking ownership of not having done proper training. Yeah. For all your team leaders out there, if you're, if your agents are screwing up, it's not their fault. It's, so. uh, I, let's give a criteria here. It, until I have properly trained and practiced them to say, I'm confident you can do it, it is my fault. Beyond that, it is your fault. I'll, so I'm, I'll argue with Dale because that's fun. Still my fault because if they screw up enough and I keep giving them leads, then it becomes my fault again. So, yes, if they are habitual I'm, I'm screw up. Stuff with me. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the, the sad part is, is that, uh, I feel like sometimes people, um, they have amnesia when they pick up the phone. It's like, I know we train this. I know we have process for this. I know you listen to Dale. I know you listen to me. So anyway, um, I think it's important. So I'm, I'm going to preface this call. So Wailopo, um, big fan of Wailopo. I know Dale is as well. We are both at the conference. Uh, God, I guess it's a month ago now. It seems crazy. It's been a month since we were there. But um, they came out with a new project, project, a new product called Why Local Click to Call Leads. So um, let me preface this with the problem with these leads, and, and this is where my training lacked, was the lead comes over from the concierge. You'll hear that. And then theoretically, what the agent is supposed to do is look up that lead in the CRM so they'll know which property they're calling about. And, and I actually believe in this situation, it's important. Here's why. It's a blind ad. What's a blind ad? Well, there's no price. There's no address. There's no, there's no information. It's a pretty picture. So the agent does need to have some level of competence to talk about the property, in my opinion, because that's what they're calling for. How much is the house is a valid question. The same way that it's a valid question if someone's sitting in front of a sign, right? If I pull up to your sign and I call, theoretically, you should be able to tell me the price of the house. Yeah. Now, that's not a yeah. function, but I right. think it's important to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm sorry to talk over you a little bit. I want to see if you can show us, and I know we're on Zoom here, or can you at least describe what the process is? Is there any way in hell that your agent or ISA who receives that click to call, which is an inbound call, any way in hell that they can see what property the person clicked on? Well, that's funny that you asked. So yes, they can. There's two ways to do it. First of all, they can go into the CRM and see the last lead. That's mm -hmm. going to be the lead at the top of the CRM. Okay. And, and you'll hear when they transfer this, you'll hear, and the last four digits of the phone are one, two, three, four. It's not one, two, three, four. But what they're doing is making sure you're identifying that lead because it 
doesn't always have a name. Sometimes it cross, comes across as no name. But um, to your point, Dale, and I will share my screen because this is <laughs> this has become my solution for this. Um, as you guys know, I'm kind of nerdy and I like uh, I like tech. So I'm going to share my screen real quick since you asked that question. This is an automation that I built. So ultimately, this is what it looks like. Here's a new click to call lead. Here's and, the lead's name. Uh, let me jump in. Let me jump in real quick, Brian. Here's what I'm going to say for those people listening on the podcast. If yes. you go to smartinsidesales.com or if you go to the Smart Inside Sales uh, YouTube channel, you'll be able to find this episode. You'll be able to see the visuals of what Brian is showing. What Brian's showing right now, one, is an integration that his company, Osiris, built on Slack, which pushes the lead, the notification into their company Slack channel. He's showing that right now. And then theoretically, he's going to show either follow-up boss or Wilopo, which we also work in. And so if you're on podcast and you're frustrated, you can't see it, go to our YouTube channel, check it out. Smart Inside Sales. Now I'm going to take it back to Brian and you can keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, and, and actually this is a product that Osiris is going to build. I built the beta version of it myself, which will not be nearly as good once, uh, once our engineering team, who's much smarter than me, gets a hold of it, but this is the beta version. And so basically what happens is- Wait, you said that the other way around. It'll be much better once your engineering team gets it. That's what I meant to say. That's so, <laughs> so basically, you know, it tells us, hey, we got a new lead. Perfect. It tells us the lead's name. Sometimes that'll say no name. It tells us the lead's phone number. Again, the, the, the call center is going to say, and the last four digits of this call are 5061. And then this is a kind of a cool thing because I can click on this and I'm clicking on a link for those of you who can't see. And then basically it takes me to the house. Okay. So this is from my Wilopo site. Nice. <laughs> so this, you can see, okay, here's the square feet, here's bedrooms, bathrooms, price, that kind of stuff. Because these aren't necessarily our listings. So I don't even expect the agents to be able to answer those questions about okay. those listings. So, then, so, functionally, so functionally, the lead sees the ad on social, clicks on the clicks the click to call, which is the option, right? Yep. Your agent, I don't know if you're doing Shark Tank or Round Robin or I, does it get Round Robin to your ISAs or what's the? No, what we do, and, and here's the thing, it already is going to an ISA at Wallopo, so don't go ISA to ISA if you can avoid that because that's just going to piss people off. So Wilopo has their own ISA. They transfer from them. And I guess we can call it Shark Tank. I have I actually do a thing I call Lead Day. So there's three agents who are on call every day on my team. And those are the agents who are whose phone's going to ring. Whichever one grabs it, they get it. So it's a Shark Tank, but it's only three agents. Okay, got it. Um, and uh, so when it goes to the Wilopo ISA, are they scrubbing it or are they just simply pushing it straight to you guys? No, they're scrubbing it like they scrub for silly things like, well, I want to know, uh, you know, about the pizza place down the road. Okay, we're not gonna do that. I'm looking for a painter. I'm looking for a plumber. We get a lot of those. Those all get scrubbed. So um, the people who you're getting, and this is why I like this program so much, they're saying, yes, I'm interested in this property. And yes, I want to talk to an agent. So pretty strong lead, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you can, if you can check those two boxes, I want to talk to them. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why we like to click to call leads. And, you know, we found out that about eight out of the 10 leads that come in are no good. And when I say they're just junk leads, but the two that get transferred to you are pretty good. 
And then, you know, you now you have the ability to answer these questions because we use Slack as our notification channel. So, and I appreciate we have a CRM, we have all this stuff, but I just tell people, look at Slack, everything is there. So we basically have an entire notification process through that. And now they can see, oh, okay, this person wanted to know about the house. This is the address. I can click on it and see all that information so I can bring it up. Now, I will say this this might take a couple of seconds. So it's the same script that Dale and I have said over and over and over again is, hey, I understand while I'm looking that up, question. And that question can be, how long have you been looking? You know, um, whatever. I like how long have you been looking? That's a simple one. Hey, by, by the way, when I look it up, let me ask you a couple of questions. How long have you been looking for a house? Yeah. Or, you know, something along those lines. So I'll give that buys one. us time. Yeah, I'll What's give that? another one. I'll give another one. One of the present tense Please. questions that we frequently use is, hey, do you live in this area or are you relocating here, right? Or do you, do you live in the Denver area or are you moving here, right? That's a, another easy conversational question that basically you'd ask anyone, right? Like in simple conversation. Yeah. And again, it's, hey, while I'm looking that up, question. And so that while I'm looking it up gives me 30 seconds to a minute to look this up while they're telling me whatever they're telling me. Of course, I'm doing discovery. So anyway, that was a whole big, long preface. I didn't mean to have that big of a preface into this no, thing, but I, I think it's good. Well, listen, man, I, I think it's good for the listeners, right? Because they want to know some, you know, some people, you, you're, you have very high developed technology in terms of systems and, and uh, automations. And I think that it's good for people to put this stuff into context because, you know, when we talk about scripting and dialogue here, uh, Brian, as you know, it's very contextual, right? So yes. what we should say or ask of people really is in context to how did they come to us and do they want to know anything or do we, are we, in, you know, are we initiating it? Right. And, and you'll hear this phone call. This phone call was prior to us building out this Slack channel that I, that I showed uh -huh. and when you listen to the phone call, you'll understand why I built the Slack channel out because in a lot of ways, it's a train wreck. I will give the agent credit. She <laughs> manages to save it. And by the way, it's an eight minute phone call. And instead of me trying to blank stuff out and fast forward, I actually spent some time and, and cut it down because I got frustrated trying to fast forward through stuff. So, but here's my point of this. It, one of the things I think not enough team leaders do and not enough individual agents do when they have a problem, they just go, yeah, we have a problem. I'm going to challenge you guys out there. If you got a problem, find a way to solve it. And if you don't know how to solve it, call someone else who can solve it. Like, you know, I got on the phone earlier today with Barry Jenkins. Why? Because he knew how to solve my problem. We had a conversation. And I'm not saying everyone's going to call Barry because he doesn't have time for everybody to call him. But my point is, it took me four and days to get on the phone. And, and Barry's <laughs> phone number is. Yeah, exactly. But here's my point. There's plenty of people out there who are suffering through the same problems that you are reach out put that stuff on lab coats you know we're a lab coat thing put it out there there's someone who's got solutions if you're a follow-up boss user i see questions of follow-up boss why lopo whatever community you're a part of stop being stop doing this stuff by yourself put a question out there there's a lot of people who can probably solve it for you so yeah. just uh Anyway, I'm not sure what that has to do with cash call, but that's just something I think is important. I'm actually going to play the call now because I think that's what our, our right. um, people came for. So let's do that. So here we go. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. Senator, I have a potential client who saw an ad on Facebook. Her name is Jean Cavan. Um, the last four of her callbacks. Can, can you hear it, Dale? Yep. Okay. That number is 5979. Is it okay if I transfer her? What we got here, Annette? Hello. Hi, group. How's it going? 
It's going good. Thank you. Good. Are you looking at a home on Facebook? Yes. Awesome. Do you happen to have the address? No, it just showed a, a yellow house on Facebook. Uh, I'm using my. I'm looking at my sister's phone, and it said that it ah. showed a yellow house, and it said call now. Okay, awesome. And then, sorry, they they Adult. connect you to a real estate agent. Um, do you know what town it's in? Pause it. I'm thinking it's. This is so funny, Brian, that you didn't train this person. <laughs> and gotta own it, man. Uh, hey, listen, I've run ads in my company. And then the salesperson got random inquiries about whatever special program. And the salesperson was like, what the hell are you, I don't know what you're talking about, right? I have definitely been uh, guilty of doing that too. Where <laughs> you don't tell people what ads you're running or what, what's going on. And they just get rando calls that they don't know how to handle. Yeah. And, and that you guys can hear what I'm talking about, I'm sure. Because who's in control of this call? The answer is absolutely nobody. Um, we want to be in control of the call. So right. we ask questions that are good, not questions. Uh, what's the address? You know, the yellow house, like, okay. So there's no, there's one yellow house in our entire state. No, there's this, <laughs> yellow this, houses everywhere. This lead showed up for a house party that you invited her to and didn't tell the uh, homeowner that you were having one. Yeah. So as you can see, there's some real challenges that, that are happening in this. And again, if she simply had a plan of, oh yeah, absolutely. Let me look that up for you while I'm doing that. You know, tell me a little bit about where you're at in your search. Did you just start? You've been doing this for a while? You know, those kind yeah. of questions. Brian, so. can we real quick, can you tell me how you want your scripting to go uh, now that you have this process in place, right? So now yeah. if I get that transfer from click to call, I know I need to immediately go to my Slack channel, try to look maybe at the most recent notification, right? Yep. So then can you, let's role play that, all right? So I'll be the random uh, Facebook lead, okay? Okay, and, go ahead. And you just got connected. Uh, by the ISA with Wylopo. Hey, Dale, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group. I noticed that uh, you, you the, they told us that you were looking at a property on Facebook. I'm going to look that up real quick and so I can provide some information for you while I'm doing that. Uh, how long have you guys been looking for a house? Uh, you know, we just kind of started. I, I just saw this one and, and uh, just thought it looked interesting. So I thought I'd ask a couple questions about it. Yeah, well, I got that pulled up now. Uh, what kind of questions do you have for me? Okay, great. Now we're just into a normal property inquiry conversation. Yeah. And honestly, that's the way we set that up. I mean, that person literally should be able to click on that button. It pops up. They should have it. Um, you know, if they need to kill a little more time, you can say, oh, that's great. And ask another question if you need to buy a little bit more time. But ultimately, yeah, that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, good. Excellent. And so the way that you guys have, so if I wasn't using, if I was with why Lopo? I wasn't using Osiris. I wasn't using, uh, I didn't have things automated into Slack. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there any, what would people, how would they know? How would they, how would they know where to look? Is that with, would that be within Why Lopo? They'll be within follow-up boss or whatever other CRM you're using. It should populate theoretically. And this is where that becomes problematic. There's theoretical population to the top of the stack, right? If you sort by last lead received, 
theoretically, this one will be at the top, and then you should be able to open up that lead and see that data inside there. But it's just a couple extra steps. And there's also, you know, are you in front of your computer? Or are you trying to do this on a cell phone? Yeah. So, you know, if you're in front of your computer, it's actually relatively easy, but on your cell phone, now you're using an app and, it, and it's, it's a little bit challenging to, to be on the phone using the app all at the same time. So, you know, and, you know, Gabe and Barry trained this and they trained, hey, pull that up in your follow-up boss app right away. And again, does that work? Yeah. But when I talk to Barry, I'm like, you guys struggling with this? He goes, oh yeah, we're struggling with this. So that's why we created the automation. Yep. Good. All right. Let me play a couple more minutes of this. Yeah, I'm thinking it's uh, Springdale. Springdale? I know. Okay. Yeah, it, it does say Springdale. Down to okay. The and the yellow house in Springdale. Do you, does it say how much it costs? No, that's why I call it. Had I okay. known that information, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look. Okay. All right. So I think that was an interesting statement that the lead made. And this is why we're running ads this way. We're running ads without the address and without the price. And you heard what the lead said. Well, if I knew the price, I wouldn't have called. So, so <laughs> yeah. it's a good yeah. thing that they don't know the price. It's just that you want to know the price. Right. So, um, so if I knew the price, I wouldn't have called. Um, so this is, and this is something that I want to point out to everybody listening. Um, this is something where whenever you're running a sort of an inquiry minus pricing, do not immediately tell the lead what the price is uh, because if I'm a $200,000 person and I've accidentally inquired on a half a million dollar property, I am going to exit that conversation very quickly. Likewise, it, well, if I'm a million dollar buyer, I'm probably not inquiring on your 200K house. Um, right. But it goes the other way. So don't immediately talk about price. Don't reveal the price. You need to do let, let, Let's do this, though. So, Dale, if you ask, ask me what the price is, because obviously I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to say, right. well, I'm not telling you. So, but yep. ask me that real quick. Okay. So uh, tell me that you found the house. And yeah, Dale, I found the house. So, what kind of questions do you have? Well, I mean, it, lo it looks really nice. I wanted to find out how much it is. Absolutely. So uh, you want to know what the price is. Uh, it looks like that house is listed for 357000 With that in mind, what's your price range? So that, that you know, we had Chris Smith on, on our one of our calls a couple of years ago. Um, he created the concept, he calls it ARP, Acknowledge, Respond, Pivot. And so that's what that's what I use there. I acknowledge, okay, the, you, you want to know what the price of the house is. I respond, I give you the answer, it's $357,000, and then I pivot. And the important part about the pivot is I don't go, it's $357,000 and then shut up and, and let like you go, oh, that's out of my price range, thanks, click. Right. I go, hey, that's $357,000 out of curiosity, what's your price range? Yeah, because now yeah. I've engaged you before you had a chance to say, well, that ain't me. Now, I'm not saying you still can't hang up. I'm not st still saying, whoa, that's too much. But hopefully what you're going to do and what the majority of the people will do is they'll answer your question. Yep. Great. Um, I want to I want to advise I want to give advice to people just slightly differently. So uh, here's, let's do this. Right. So I'm going to take it from the top. I got connected to you. Right. Hey, Brian, this is Dale Archdeacon with Amazing Realty. Uh, sounds like you were looking at a property online and uh, wanted to answer whatever questions I can for you. Um, was it a, like a yellow house with white shutters? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, okay, excellent. Uh, listen, I'm going to look up the information here on the back end. In the meantime, I just wanted to find out, do you live in the area or are you relocating here to Denver? Oh, you know, I live in Denver currently. 
Okay, got it. Great. Uh, excellent. Well, it looks like it's coming up here. What questions do you have about the property? I've started. I need to know the price. Got it. Okay. Price. Obviously, that's a really important one. Have you guys come up with a price range yet? Uh, yeah, we're looking at anything under six. Under six. Got it. Okay, great. Uh, what else has you looking like? Obviously, price is important, but what makes you want to make a move in the first place? Uh, we moved here a couple of years ago and we're renters and we're sick of being renters. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. Okay. I haven't talked about price yet, right? Haven't mentioned price yet. So a couple strategies there. When they ask price, ask them what their price, if they've developed a price range yet. Have you come up with one yet? So you can probably get away with at least one, if not two redirects before somebody who's like, dude, don't waste my time. What's the price? You know what I mean? And if you ever, yeah. if you get to somebody like that, give them the damn price. Right. Because, you know, 10% of the population is a, is a driver, right? They're me, right. they're Dale. And Thank God. Yeah. Lucky for us. It's just right. us. So, so there's only a 10% chance you're going to have to deal with one of us <laughs> or, or most of y'all watching are probably drivers too. So, <laughs> so understand that the majority of people aren't like that. Now I will say this, if you ask me the price once and I, and I redirect you and you ask me again, I am going to answer the second time. Yeah. That's and that's fair. because that's my fair. personality is like, if, if I have to ask you three times, it's going to be the last thing I'm asking you that's, because, that's, because that's I'm fair. here for a conversation. And Brian, let's do this. I'm going to give the crowd uh, a technique for dealing with that. So let's say I've looked the property up, right? Your your price range is 300K. This is a $600,000 house you've just inquired on, right? So okay. um, yeah, Brian, uh, it was a white house, a yellow house with white shutters, right? Yes, it, absolutely. That's the one. Okay, excellent. Hey, I'm going to pull up the details on that now and, and uh, be able to answer questions for you. Um, so how long do you guys currently live in the area or are you just relocating to Denver? Yeah, no, I've lived here a couple of years. We've been renting. Oh, been renting. That's fantastic. What questions did you have about the property? Well, I guess first, I want to know if it's even in my price range. Uh, how much is it? Got it. Yep. Price is super important. Uh, have you guys come up with a price range yet? Push me for price. I mean, I just want to know what the price is. Oh, listen, I, I totally get it. I understand that. Uh, well, this one here is actually 600,000, but I do know that we could probably find similar homes to this in a lot of different price ranges. So do you have one? Yeah, we're looking no higher than 350. Okay, there we go, right? So another strategy, if you know that this is way out of their budget, tell them that you can probably find similar houses in other budget, like at other price points so that we Absolutely. can at least try to keep them with us. I don't want them tied to the concept that I can't have that cute house I like unless I have 600,000, right? Yeah, and realistically, uh, you know, those of you who are watching, probably some of you are going 350, but well, that's not even a price range. And in Denver, honestly, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you can buy a third of a house for 350. So yeah. it's not quite that. I'll get you a studio. Pretty. I can get you yeah. 400 square feet. We, somebody posted a picture of a sink was the front picture of the house in, in Boulder the other day. And I said, I said, I said, that's not a bad picture. That's what you get for 600,000 in Boulder, just the sink. So it's kind of what it feels like. But uh, anyway, uh, we got a couple more minutes left. Do you, should we play some more of this call or how would yeah. you want to proceed? You want to Go for it. Okay. Play the stuff you wanted to listen to. Now, are you looking for the price to purchase? Yes, I'm looking to buy. Probably a good yes. question. Okay. I'm looking for a two bedroom or a three bedroom, one bath or two bath. I'm sorry. Okay. 
uh, I, I really need a shower in the master bathroom, not a walk-in okay. shower. All right, pause this. Awesome. Um, um, in my, I mean, we are, this is a lead, right? We, we fell into discovery. Discovery is happening now, right? Right. And so listen to how she interrupts her here in a second. I think it's an important thing that we do because my God, we have to be, in, we have to tell them how people how much we know what, listen. And are you looking in Springdale specifically, or are you kind of open to all of Northwest Arkansas? Well, I'm, I'm looking all over, but Springdale wouldn't be a bad area for me either. Okay. As long um, as it's not in that area where that tornado went through. Oh <laughs> that was gosh, horrible. Know, wasn't that scary? Uh, Ugh. Uh, well, um, see, okay. I live in Rogers. Oh my gosh. I live in Bentonville. And I... uh... Wait, you're muted. I didn't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have to tell the person where we live. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, don't, you don't have to interject where you live. If they ask you or later on and it comes up organically, I live in this town. Oh, I live in this town. You don't have to. The person is telling you, by the way, I love people who do discovery for me. And that's what yeah. this woman was doing. She was yeah. telling you all the stuff. And you didn't even have to ask the questions. Shut up and let the person <laughs> give you all the information that they're going to give you. And, right. and I know that sounds kind of crude, but at the end of the day, we have to stop doing those type of things. Um, I'm going to fast forward to just a, because we're running out of time, but I'm going to fast forward to something else that happened that um, kind of makes my head hurt. And this is something that we've got to get better at. Cat, pay cash. Okay, awesome. Um, and then, okay, so it sounds like you got a couple of things going on. Um, the, yeah. the lead just said they have a house to sell, by the way. Nice. I would love to get your email and I can send you all of these listings. Um, okay. And then we can also talk about uh, what trying to get the most bang for your buck for your house. And that's a house in Rogers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that puts you in a really great spot if you own it in cash, if you own it outright already. Um, oh, yeah. That should, it's, put, it's that should push you. Yeah, that'll be great. So I think what we can do, um, actually, I'm going to go just send you a quick email with everything 175K and under. And um, you might even be able to get more than you think for the house that you're in. Why would you say that? The person already decided that they're going to sell. They already. Yeah. So what if it's worth $25,000 less than she thinks it's worth? Yeah. And uh, you didn't need to say that you you're selling past the sale, right? She was already sold on the idea of potentially selling her house and knowing what it's worth, right? You didn't have to go that far. Right. So a couple other things that happened. Mm -hmm. And again, we're near the bottom of the hour. So I, I don't want, I want to say a couple of things. So we have a, a four-step process and that, that, that I use for my team and, you know, some Dale does a similar thing. He may not say it the same way. This person did a pretty decent job building rapport, actually. Over time, they did a decent job. The discovery was okay, but when someone's telling you information about themselves, the house, what they want, shut up and let them give you that data because it's the most valuable thing that we can have is to get somebody else telling us what they want without having to pry it out of them, right? How many times have you like, you feel like you're pulling teeth? This person's giving it up. Um, and yeah. then her response was, I'm going to send you an email with some houses and take a look at them. And by the way, if you see anything on Zillow or Realtor.com that you want to go take a look at, let me know. Why on earth would you tell somebody who didn't come from Zillow or Realtor.com to go to Zillow or Realtor.com? 
that's what she in essence is doing. This person's a Facebook lead. They didn't, they, I'm not saying they've never been on Zillow or realtor.com, but why on earth would you tell them to go there? And yeah. then here's the thing. If you're going to say to somebody, hey, I'm going to send you some listings, take a look at them and see which ones you might be interested in. There's set the appointment, right? Because we talk about that step three for me, set an appointment. Yeah. Maybe I'm not yeah. setting an appointment to go look at a house, but how about this? Hey, Susie, I'm going to send you some listings here when I hang up the phone. You'll have them here in the next 30 minutes or so. Why don't you look through them? Uh, is it? Can I follow up with you later on today or should I follow up with you tomorrow? Oh, you can call me later on today. Perfect. I'll call you later on today. We'll figure out which houses you want to go look for and I'll schedule them. Yeah. If you can't yeah. set an appointment <clears throat> to actually see the house, set an appointment to set an appointment. So because she's going to send her an email. I don't know if this lady's going to call her back. I don't know if she's going to look at the email. I don't know what's going to happen. You know why? Because I didn't tell her what to do. And right. that's one of the things I feel is really important. Tell somebody what I'm going to do and then yeah. do it. So yeah. I've ranted yeah. a little bit. How about you, Dale? No, I totally agree. I think one of the six, one of the reasons I had a lot of success, you know, as a, as a prospector or working leads is because I was so skeptical. I assumed that no one would ever call me back. No one would ever pick up the phone again. No one would ever do, you know, I would never talk to them again if I didn't close them, right? At least for either the sale over the phone, the appointment over the phone or a next step over the phone. Hey, I don't know if we can even deal with this, but it looks like someone's got their hand up. I don't know if they have a hand up on purpose or not, but they didn't ask a question. I don't see it in the chat or the Q&A. So um, it looks like uh, Nina. Nina, if you actually have a question, we would love for you to put it in the chat. Um, but uh, you know what? I can anyway. click allow to talk. Let's see here if this works. Nina, unmute yourself if you have a question or if you were just high-fiving us, you can let us know that too. Nina's hand is up. Nina can't find the mute button or it's not happening fast enough. All right. So uh, not sure whether Nina intended to have her hand up or not, but. Uh, no question. Sorry, okay, no thanks, question. Nina. She's <laughs> just giving us a virtual high five, everybody. Virtual high five. That's fine. I just didn't want someone to, to have a question and us not answer it. So anyway, Dale, um, I think there's lots of opportunity there, you know, and, and yes. here's the thing we're switching to new lead sources all the time, right? And I hear all the time people going away from portals. I hear all the time people going to different you, things. So you just understand your lead buy, You just picked up a buy sell where they called in and <laughs> even your agent with not appropriate training managed to get a deal. Yeah, pretty excited about it from that perspective. And, you know, sometimes we screw up and we still have success. So the number one thing I would say about lead generation is do it. The number two thing I would say is get better at it. But here's the thing. At least this person did it. At least they took the call. At least they stumbled through it. And, you know, we got, sounds like we got an appointment out of it. So it's amazing how many people won't do something until they're perfect at it. You know, oh, yeah. at least this person's out there failing forward. So. Absolutely. Excellent. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis for another riveting episode of Cash Call. See you guys next week.